Well, game one is in the books, and Keith Pompey and I have to discuss it. Why the 76ers got a huge win on Saturday over the Toronto Raptors and why it's so important to take that game one at home in Philadelphia. That's next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens, 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my partner and co-host, as always, from TheInquirer.com, Keith Pompey. Keith, man, a big win on Saturday night for the 76ers to start off the series. It was a huge win for the Sixers to start off this series. Absolutely, an impressive one that we'll dive right into in just a second, but we want to thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day, and remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on Locked On 76ers on YouTube. Keith, a 20-point victory to start off the series in game number one. A lot of trepidation, a lot of nerves for Sixer fans, but there were also some who were really, really confident in their game one and in the series overall. It's just one game, but impressive for them to start off with a 20-point victory in the way that they did it here in Philadelphia, what were your takeaways from the game right out of the gate? I mean, my takeaways from the game was Tyrese Maxey. You know, Tyrese Maxey, you know, I felt like there were two X factors of the game. The one, the major X factor was Nick Nurse on the series. How was he going to adjust? Outside of that, I felt it was going to be Tyrese Maxey because we know what Harden's going to do. We know what Embiid's going to do. And Maxey came out here and played, man. He looked like a star, like, he took over the third quarter. He scored 21 points. He scored 15 of their final 19 points in the third quarter. I mean, you know, he was the star of the show. You know, Joel Embiid had what? What did Joel had? He had he had 19 points. He had 15 rebounds. Yep. James Harden had 22 points, 14 assists. Tobias Harris had 26. Maxi had a a career high 38 with 21 coming in the third quarter on seven for eight shooting in that quarter. Right then and there, that was the game to me. That guy right there was the game. No, he was really, really good. He, he really stood out, especially in the third quarter, as you mentioned, with the 38. He was five for eight from deep, 14 of 21 in 38-plus minutes. And, Keith, one of the questions for a lot of people were, was, can this guy handle the pressure now as a starter? Before, in the playoffs, he was coming off the bench. He wasn't really part of the game plan where now as a starter and having the season that he has had, Keith, the coaches are game planning for him. The players are know what to expect from him. But the one thing you can't control is the speed. And he put on display, full display last night, the speed in which he can get things done and get by his defenders. Then you knock down the shots to five for eight. He had a heat check three pointer. Keith, that was amazing. Had the crowd going crazy in the building. It was just a really standout performance from him, a really good way to start off his first starting game in the postseason and playing off of Embiid and Harden and Harris, who also had a phenomenal game, 9-14 from the floor, 3-5 from beyond for his 26 points. Maxie just played off perfectly with what those guys were doing as well, and he never let up. 
He kept his foot on the gas. He used to his advantage his speed, and he got to a lot of places that he wanted to, finishing close at the basket and, again, knocking down those shots. So he was the key. He was the star of the game. Yeah, he was. Now, something else that I think that really benefited them, and when you look at it at the end of the day, you'll say to yourself, okay, the 76ers out-rebounded them 39-36, to right? But in the first half, they were just going after every board, crashing the boards, having a whole lot of success. And and then also, you know, Joel Embiid was a beast on the boards. To me, that kind of set the tempo, set the table, as you will. You know, also another thing that the Sixers did was they only had four turnovers. Joel didn't have a turnover. And that says a lot when they're throwing them double and triple teams at him, right? And he was able to quarterback the gym, make the right pass. So, you know, those things, you got Maxi, you have the balance in the offense, you have them shooting 50% from three. You have the rebounding thing, lack of turnovers. That to, to me, that was a great all-around effort by the 76ers and the reason why they won this game. Now, in the first half, as you mentioned, plus 10 on the glass, plus eight on the offensive rebound side, um, plus six, pardon me. Let me just double check. They were eight to two on the offensive side, so plus six on the offensive rebounds in the first half. And they made a concerted effort to really get after it. You saw some back taps early on from Tobias Harris, Danny Green, uh, Matisse Thibault later on as well. They collectively did what we talked about, Keith, as preview in this series, where we saw them dominated on the offensive glass by the Raptors in the three wins. They weren't going to allow that to happen tonight, and they did not. And while the final box only says 10-7, to 7, it mattered because they set the tone early when it was, again, 8-2, to two and then the plus 10 at halftime. And as far as the turnovers, when you mentioned the four, Keith, through three quarters, they only had one turnover. The second turnover came when James Harden and Tobias Harris had a little bit of communication late before they were taken out of the game for the final few minutes of the contest where he appeared to be a little trapped. Tobias Harris tried to make himself available for the pass and just miscommunication that flew out of bounds. But to your point, they only had four turnovers on the night, and one of them was a shot clock violation on the very end because they respected Toronto at the end and just simply did not shoot the basketball, letting the time wind down. It was an impressive starting game for this series. It doesn't stop here. Obviously, they have to now repack things up, look at things. They did give up 111 points and find out now how to do things more going forward, keep doing these really good things and add to it. And also to your point of the double and triple teams coming to Joel Embiid, I felt like he was really good because he never panicked. He saw it coming. He calmed himself down and surveyed where everything was was and where the open spots were and hit his open teammates for some really good passes. He also had tonight, Keith, four assists on, on the contest as well. So really good performance by everyone from Harris and B, Maxie Harden, again, Hart, Maxie being the star, 10 from Milton, eight from Niang, Really good showing by the 76ers to start things off. And yeah, look, it was great. It, it really was. It really was. So on, and, and on the other side, man, we need to talk about some injuries that did happen, unfortunately, for the Toronto Raptors. While you may want your team to win, you don't want to see injuries take place. And two big injuries to Scotty Barnes and Thaddeus Young last night in the Sixers win. We'll dive into it and explain why those injuries if they miss time, are very important for the Sixers next right here, Locked On 76ers. You know, there's one thing I want to talk to you all about, and that's BetOnline AG. 
There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, BetOnline AG. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline AG and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Another thing about BetOnline AG is when you go there, you know, see the NBA playoffs right now, you know, you go there, you want to see a pretty good game, you know, you do what you have to do, you put some money down on the line, and I'm telling you, go there, great wages, get some money. A lot of people want some money off of the Knights game, some uh, Sixers game. Some people want some money off of that Dallas-Utah Jazz game. But I'm telling you, go to BetOnline AG, use the promo code Locked On, and get 50% off your welcome bonus. Do it today, people. Do it today. And thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game for on Saturday uh, with the start of the playoffs with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, as we bask in the win and discuss how things played out for the Sixers very positively, starting with, of course, Tyrese Maxey and his standout performance, we also have to point out Scotty Barnes, the young, talented rookie, uh, very, very skilled, uh, 15 points last night, 10 rebounds, eight assists. He was filling the box score in 31 minutes and 34 seconds until he had a, a nasty ankle injury where it looked like he sprained the ankle a little bit coming down and then Embiid accidentally stepped on his foot, furthering the damage, if you will, of what he was dealing with. He was writhing in pain on the floor. He had to be helped off and helped back to the locker room by teammates and the medical staff. And while you want to see, of course, your team win, you also want to see everybody healthy and get through this thing the right way. Unfortunately for the Raptors, and we'll get to Thaddeus Young shortly, uh, he is a starter. He, again, is a standout rookie. And that would be a big loss if he's not able to go on Monday for the 7.30 start time here in Philadelphia for Game 2. Last night when we were getting ready to exit the arena, uh, the report came out. Well, Nick Nurse said that the, MR, the X-ray came back negative, but an MRI was to be done on Sunday to see the severity of the injury. Uh, Keith, it's a tough blow if he's not able to go in Game 2 for the Raptors. Yeah, it's going to be a huge blow because, you know, the, the thing is, this game was 131 to 111. The game was a blowout. But for, for the most part, like, there was two positives for this team. You know, one of them was the play of Pascal Siakam. For the most part, you know, he, he was 9 for 18. He had 24 points, right? And then outside of that, to me, it was Scotty Barnes. You know, Scotty Barnes had 15 points. He had 10 rebounds. He had eight assists. You know, he was closing in on the triple-double before he got hurt. And, you know, Nick Nurse wasn't happy, as, as you know, you expect. Um, and, and he had some things to say. Like, he thought, he said, he said, I thought he was pretty good, right, before the injury. I thought we were playing good. I thought he looked confident out there and was making good plays. Would have liked him to get a few more attempts at the rim and just shot attempts in general, right? But then he was, yada, yada, he was going on like that. But then you could tell that he didn't like the way the officiating was going, right? He said the counter is yeah. we've got yep. to believe that if we're legal defensively and they're going to call those, like we had a couple of times we were beat, um, we beat him to the spot, and he bowled us right over. 
and they just let him lay it lay lay in it, right? So you know what I mean? It's one of those things where you 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 got a guy like Fat Young who gets injured, Scotty Bar gets Barnes get injured, and you get the gist that Nick Nurse is basically saying, "Y'all letting Joella and B do whatever he wants to do," and they don't like that. No, they don't. And he's also making sure, to your point, that he's letting the officials know that right now for game number two to make sure that on Monday night that they watch that closely since he had put it out there in the atmosphere now. Uh, Chris Boucher came off the bench. He fouled out Keith in 14 minutes and 57 seconds. Kim Birch picked up two fouls in eight minutes and 16 seconds. Preston Sichua only one foul in his 28-plus minutes of play. So... In the event that Scotty Barnes is unable to go, I'd imagine they'll look to Birch, Achua, or Boucher as a possible replacement in the starting lineup in place of Scotty Barnes. But look, Nick Nurses, this is not the first time we've heard this about the foul calls when it comes to Joel Embiid, James Harden, and the rest of the Sixers, specifically those two, though, because they do get the whistle. Uh, but they don't get the whistle just to get it. They get the whistle because uh, they are physical, and it's something that we wanted to talk about as well, Keith. They were more physical. We saw Toronto more physical during the season in their 3-1 series win over the Sixers during the regular season. And it was something that needed to be addressed. And the Sixers mentioned it during their practice time when we were at the facility post-practice for their interviews, their, their press conferences. They talked about having to be more physical and how Toronto was the more physical team. And they were today, uh, last night. So uh, they, they did their part. They held up their end of the bargain. Toronto did not. And Nick Nurse is now... Uh, calling it out there to make it aware to the officials to make sure that they see this and make sure that it doesn't happen in game two and going forward in the remainder of the series. This is nothing new. This is to be expected. And they have to just find a way, the Sixers do, and be included to just continue to play through it and not fall into any type of trap and uh, not play your game. Don't conform to what they want. Continue to play the way you want and have them complain after every game because they don't like how things are turning out. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I'm, I'm expecting Toronto to come back. I mean, they try to be more physical. But here's the thing, man. Toronto, without Scotty Barnes, I mean, we both don't expect him to play on Monday. Um, you know, he may not even play on Wednesday the way, the way he came off the floor, right? I mean, who knows? Maybe Wednesday. But the thing is, they're going to lose a lot without him, without him. Um, you know, Thad Young is a is a rotation guy. I like him. He might try to will it out, like you said. But at the same time, when you lose Scotty Barnes, you lose a lot. I mean, he's a versatile big who can do a lot of yep. different things, you know. And, 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 you know, so, you know, to me, when you look at it, you look at this series and you say to yourself, like, okay, well, this is a little different than, than that. But now, again. They can make some adjustments. Things can happen. But right now, you know, as Doc said, yeah, you can put people in the right positions. He said this before the game. But it's always about guys making shots and and guys executing. And Scotty Barnes is a great executor for that team. And losing him is going to hurt him. And just to follow up on the Thaddeus Young angle of this, it was a thumb injury, Keith, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, left thumb. And with the thumb injury – Left thumb, he had to leave the game, and we don't know what his status for game two is either. But if he is unable to go, that's going to be a, uh, another rotational piece 
who was playing, he played five minutes and 33 seconds before he was injured. And I'd, I'd imagine they would have seen him out there a few more times, a few more minutes out there on the floor because of his experience, his versatility, and his, able, his willingness to just le le leave his body out there on the floor and do whatever the team needs to do. That's what he does. That's what he's done his entire career. And he has slowly started to become a big piece of what they're doing as the playoffs have approached. And if he's not able to go, that's also going to be a tough one. Now, for him, I mean, I, I guess we just knowing him from being here at the time that he was in the earlier part of his career, he's a tough guy. He, he will play through things. So we don't know how serious the thumb injury is. But if he feels like he can give it a go and help out, and give whatever he can for his team, knowing that Barnes may not go, then I wouldn't be surprised if Young is, in fact, out there for the 76 or So we'll see. We'll see how that one plays out and see exactly where it goes. Uh, up next, Keith, we need to talk about Joel Embiid. You mentioned he had a 19-point performance with 15 rebounds, four assists, but it didn't seem like while shooting five for 15 from the floor that he had a good game. We'll tell you why it was a good game and why it was important for the Sixers, the players overall, and for the team going forward as this series continues Monday night. We'll discuss that next right here, Locked On 76ers. So, Keith, Joel Embiid, as mentioned, 19, 15, 9 of 11 from the foul line, 5 of 15 from the field, 0 for 2 from beyond in 37 minutes and 9 seconds. Didn't look tired, got a good amount of rest, he did have uh, five personal fouls on the evening, one block shot as well. But the thing that I was more impressed with, Keith, last, uh, last night was how he handled those traps that came. As soon as the ball got in the air, like he predicted, like Rivers predicted, like we all talked about, as soon as the ball was released to be passed to him and it was in the flight to his hand, the extra help started to come. It came, it got there early. And he got there throughout the entire game. He did not panic. Um, even when he looked a little flustered, he composed himself and still surveyed over top of the defense, even with those long arms of the Raptors, where his teammates were to make the right pass. They didn't always lead keep to a direct score from his pass, but they led to the pass to his teammate, to the next teammate, to the better shot. A hockey assist, if you will. And we saw that quite a bit last night. And I think that's important because of the fact that we saw the team shoot 51%, 50 from beyond, and still got to the free throw line 34 times where he got there 11, Harden got there seven, but you saw Harris get to the foul line six times. Tyrese Maxey got there five times. So they were getting to the free throw line, and that's encouraging for me based on him not having a huge individual stat line, but it also helped out his team in a 20-point victory over a good Raptors squad. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I mean, I mean, shooting the ball, he, he, he didn't really shoot the ball well at all. I mean, he was 5 for 15, but I, I'd rather take that. I'll take 5 for 15 when you give me zero turnovers. You know what I mean? And that's what he did. There was a one time where it looked a little shaky at one point where they came. I and thought they, they were going to give him a turnover, and they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was one point where they 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 all converged on him, and he yep. was on to pick the he was pivoting, and in the past he would have rushed and panicked, 
and he just kept it. And he made a great outlet pass, and not, not I mean, he made a great pass to the perimeter. And I'm like, okay, 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 you know. But you know, and there was times when he was dunking on people and doing what he had to do. But for the most part, if he can do that, and if he can be happy with that, which it seems like he is, because the guys was knocking down shots, everything's going to work out for him in the 76ers. You know what I mean? Like right now, it's not about scoring titles. It's not about, uh, you know, it's not about uh, individual stuff. The, nope. the award, if he wants to get the most outstanding person of the playoffs, <laughs> well, you got to win the championship, bro. In MVP, order for him finals MVP, that's right. Yeah. yeah. In order for that to happen is one of those things where you got to keep going and you got to involve your teammates. So to me, that shows some growth now again. There's going to be a lot of adjustments coming up. Things are going. They're going. Nick Nurse is going to attack them differently. He's going to attack them differently. Um, so we'll see. But you know what? In the past, he used to always struggle against this team when they did things like that. This season, he struggled against them. So for him to have zero turnovers, and you know they could have gave given them one, but they didn't. But for him to have zero turnovers, that that speaks volumes. Uh, and, and it was it was uh, really good to see that because when you are a superstar, as you said, it's not about the scoring title now. It's not about that. It, it's simply about winning games and winning series as a result of winning those games. And now looking at game number two and beyond, we can look at this and say the Sixers can win in other ways without Embiid having a dominant performance. And it, it just so happened that his dominant performance came in a different version of a Joel Embiid dominant performance. And once again, that's just, uh, it's encouraging to see because you start to see that balance. Tobias Harris was getting his stuff going early, his shots early. He was engaged early. He he got some good looks and he was knocking them down. He was confident. He wasn't thinking. He was doing what he needed to do. James Harden was setting things up early. And then he saw some spots where they were available for him. Maxie, the same thing. Danny Green took his shots. Although he missed them, he took those shots that were open. So when you're a superstar, the attention is going to come your way and you have to find other ways to help your team win. He helped his team win by, as you mentioned, grabbing the rebounds, not allowing those offensive rebound chances for the other team. He had four offensive rebounds himself. He had a block shot. He was engaged again, the physicality, even when they had to give him a flagrant because of his elbows, as Nick Nurse talked about, he felt like he had his elbow swung around three or four times. They called him for the one. That's impressive for the team, considering what they were able to do and trusting one another, especially him, the growth that you speak of, trusting his teammates to get the win like they did last night. So this is encouraging for them going forward. This could change in game two because of the adjustments that you, that you speak of. But on its face for what we saw in game number one against the swarming defense of the Toronto Raptors that they feel like they've had success defending him this was really good to see and and really good to see also keith before we uh, get out of here 29 assists on 43 makes that's what we like to see as well sharing the basketball the ball snapping around harden had 14 six for tobias harris the ball was moving and that's what doc rivers wants to see from his offense yeah you're right you're right you're right yep so uh good performance there also, points in the paint, 50 to 48, pretty even. 17 to 7 on the second chance points. That is because of the uh, edge that the Sixers had on the offensive glass. 
and fast break points, one that we always talk about with the Sixers. It was reversed last night. The Sixers had 29. They were 12 for four on their fast break opportunities leading to 29 points where the Raptors had four chances, converting all four for 10 points, but only four chances, Keith. So a good, really good performance, really good start to the series. The adjustments will be made. We'll talk about some things with that in the next episode here of Locked On 76ers because we have to get you ready for tonight's game against the Toronto Raptors for game number two, 7.30 start time in Philadelphia, South Philly at the center, and uh, it should be a good one. We await to see what's up with Scotty Barnes and Thaddeus Young, but in the meantime, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just get ready for the game as is. And we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen Every day, again, we'll get back with you tomorrow and preview the game for tonight and see what the Sixers need to do going forward in order to pick up their second consecutive win at home, protecting their home floor. Now, make your second listen, Locked On NBA, Locked On Experts, covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday, the other games in the NBA as well. Check those out. In less than 30 minutes, it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, great start to the postseason. I look forward to catching up with you uh, after the game. Uh, well, actually, tomorrow before the game, where we preview yet again game two, Sixers and Raptors. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah and one thing I want to say to you, you all, uh, subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast at, and also subscribe to our Locked On 76ers YouTube channel. I'm telling you. Do it today, people. Do it today. <laughs> and you get to see how snazzy Keith is dressed. You see, he, you know, he's he's sharp, folks. Look at that. He's sharp. Playoff flow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Playoff, well, yeah, look at that. Huh? Right I know, now, right? Look at that. Playoff. Showing off. Hopefully we won't right. get in trouble for that. But we'll, I know, we'll right? see. Hey, man, thanks again as always. And uh, we'll talk tomorrow. Thanks, Keith. All right. See you, man. Peace.